looking for a podcast about nothing, then you are definitely in the right spot. Join Ross Peterson and Mark Charter each week as they discuss life, current events, and the things you are not allowed to talk about at work. Okay, hang on, because here we go. This is Ross and Mark, Jump the Shark. Jump the Shark is sponsored by Charterhouse Real Estate. Charterhouse can help you save thousands when you sell, and we can help you buy your next home as well. Google Charterhouse to see hundreds of great reviews or learn more about us at charterhouseiowa.com. Now here is the show. Another episode of Jump the Shark is in the books. Ross and I hope you had fun with us and we made your week a little better. If you love the show, you can help the show. Please subscribe to us wherever it is you listen to your podcast. You can also show some love by telling others about Charterhouse Real Estate. We have made it easy for you to talk about us by charging sellers a lot less commission. They will thank you for giving them our name. We truly appreciate your support and we will talk to you next week. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. And with that, we learned that Ross cannot burp. Apparently, you just no said that. man. I don't. I can't. I can't do like that thing that most guys can do. Even my son can do it, where he, you can burp on command. You just Same. did it. Like most guys, my my brother could take a take a big like drink that. of water and burp somehow. It's man. sucking and, in air. I got to suck it, air into your esophagus. How and and I guess I never learned how that was different than sucking air into my lungs. It's you're so, sw- no because stop. when you're when you're when you're God, bre- when you're breathing you're breathing you're not swallowing air you have to swallow air like swallow air like three gulps of air oh it sounds and then painful. you're gonna get this no. feeling in your chest like you're about to puke I know that feeling and then, and then, then you, when, you burp and here's what happens I don't burp I get this giant chest pain this pressure in my chest it's like oh man oh something's about to explode and then it starts to die down and it's and real slowly it goes away and I'm like oh. Oh, all that air has just magically disappeared from my body. And then about two hours later, yeah, I explode. Like in a burp or a Oh, if I, I have the gassiest. I have, the, I have like aggressive flatulence. We've dude. talked about this before. It's this is so this, no, bad. Nobody believes me when I say this. Like I'm a human. We all, we all toot, Ross. We all have farts. On an average day, average day, I probably fart two times a day. And I have days where I feel like I didn't fart all day. Now I take craps, Mark. You know, so I do poop. Yeah. But I am not a gassy dude. I'm, I'm just not, ex- and I'm an extremely gassy dude. And I do think I don't think either one of us is necessarily holding on to more gas than the other one. You've obviously figured out how to be able to get it out when it's in your chest. Yeah, you get. It, and I'm, I'm experiencing it right now. Like I just we just had a big meal. Just had a great big lunch. Loved it. And I'm having that feeling right now. I could, if I wish so much, I could just get rid of this pressure in my chest by going. But I can't. I've never been able to. In fact, the only time I really burp, it's always inadvertent. It's like it'll just happen. You know, it'll like I'm I'm like oh no, oh yeah. And it usually means I'm about to throw up. Oh, it usually means not good. It usually means like okay, stuff's going the direction it doesn't normally go. Let's let's find a place to put it. So, so yeah. I've got to ask you if this happens to you. I was thinking about this the other week. I did think I asked you, but you never answered it. This is something that I get. All right. We want to educate people on this show. 
Marico, Marico, Aoki phenomenon. M A R I K O, Marico, A O K I, Aoki. Marico Aoki phenomenon. It is that's a Japanese expression referring to the urge to defecate that is suddenly felt after entering bookstores. Okay, this is what? this is this is a real this, this is a real thing, and I have it, Ross. Stop! No, this is a real. This is a real thing. Pete, something about a bookstore. Mariko Aoki phenomenon. This is a real thing. Okay, so I have this. So if I go into if I, I can I can feel fully cleansed, walk into a Barnes and Noble, look around a little, grab a couple books, look into some things, and then I feel the urge to poop. And this is a real thing. And a psychologist. Um, it's not clearly understood like a lot of this stuff is, but a lot of people read on the toilet. Like I read almost every time I take a dump. The other day I went and took a dump and I left my phone behind. I had nothing. I had nothing but my thoughts, dude. That is extremely rare for me. If I'm pooping, I'm learning. I'm reading some emails. I'm reading an article. I'm watching a video. I'm doing something, right? So I don't just sit there. Women go in there and they just sit there and let it rip and they're gone in like 90 seconds. It's ridiculous. That's, that's me. It's ridiculous, dude. I'm a reader. So the theory is that we associate in our brains poop and, and books. Poop and books. Poop and so books. Weird books. To me. So weird. So the weird. smell of ink and paper <laughs> will trigger a poop reflex. What? You're like Pavlov's dog? Yes. That's hundred percent. Well, dude. first of all, we're all like Pavlov's dogs. We we all have those things that we respond to that we, we've conditioned bell. our bodies for. Uh, all right. So a couple things. In fact, Mark, that's an interesting thing, um, which is one of the things that, uh, that a big argument against porn in the um, make you poop. This, this, no, no, no. No, you're conditioning your body to do something that. Um, when you watch pornography, you are and you are not even when you watch. I think it's more or less when you're pleasing yourself, and you're trying to do it as fast as possible. Like if you're a guy, you know what I mean. Try to do this so I can get done with it and, and please myself, and then get on with my day. Mm -hmm. You're conditioning your your body and your brain, and more importantly, you're like the your nervous system to instantly respond to those gratifications and try to make that process go as fast as possible. Yeah. Okay. So I think that that's why it's harmful to. To do that, I think that you're, you, what I'm trying to say there is, I think you are responsible for this condition. You know, if you didn't, if you don't, uh, if, if I didn't read when I pooped, I wouldn't have it. If you didn't read when you pooped, because I, I, well, I, I agree with you. I don't disagree yeah. with that at all. I think That's it is weird, triggered by I've something. I've never thought about it um, because I don't spend a lot of time in the bathroom. I'm a guy that thinks. So, how, how long is your average poop? Minutes, if that, minutes. I would say my average poop is probably 15 minutes. Now, am, my I, am, I, am I pooping for 15 minutes? No, I'm not pooping that long. But I got most, like, I don't know. I, obviously, you're not one of them. I know many guys that look at taking a good poop with, it, it's a positive thing in their day. They look forward to it. When I get home, I'm going to take a good poop. I'm going to I'm going to read that. I'm going to yeah. read that article you sent me. Yeah. I'm going to get away from the kids for a while. Like, it's, it's an escape for a lot of guys. Interesting. Uh, an escape. I get it. Now, okay, so something maybe that's uh, at, at play here. I, at a young age, had a bowel disease. Mm -hmm. uh, diverticulitis is yeah. what it's called. I yeah. had a, a form of it called Meckel's diverticulitis. You get rid of some of that intestine? You do, I had eight inches of my bowel removed. Yeah. So, 
And I still deal with some issues with it. There's still some stuff. I don't have the diverticulitis anymore, but... Maybe that's why you're skinny like a Q-tip. But where that seam is, that could be, yeah. where that seam is is a big problem because your intestine gets exponentially stronger stronger as it moves through the, the track there. Yep. And so when you sew, sew a weak part into a stronger part, take out eight inches, that big part wants to eat mm-hmm. the little part. Okay. Um, and so that I deal with, I get some big time pains in my gut when, uh, when it gets this thing called, uh, subduction where yep. the bigger part starts to eat the little part of my intestine, which is gross. That is. So, uh, I don't know if maybe that's a part of it, Mark, that I am, I, I'm just dealing with a little bit less runway there than you are. I don't think that would be it because we're talking about eight inches in, in, in several feet, hundred, in yeah, right, right, several hundred yeah. inches. So I don't think that'd be it. I do, I don't, I, I'm not a guy that, uh, I can't imagine what you're doing in there for 15 minutes. Like, Learning. I know when I, no, I'm not saying, I know, I understand the reading part. I mean, I mean internally, because what I'm saying is from the time I have that urge of like, oh, oh, I could, I could yeah. go use the restroom right now. Yeah. Until the time I'm using the bidet, five minutes is a long time. Hmm. Five minutes is like, ooh, that was something, something's now, going on. Now, poopery has been a game changer because a lot of people will say, you just sit in there and read with like the smell of your shit? No, the poopery makes but, smell but like fruity pebbles. Is, yeah, it it's smells amazing. great in there. Yeah. You don't even mind hanging out with the poop. If people don't know what the poopery is, it's a very real product because when you first tell people about this, they think it's a gag mm. gift. Oh, no. No, it's not. It's very real. It's you a can game get it, changer. And you can get it at hy in almost any store. Target, spray the, spray the water before your poop goes in there, and yeah. then it films films the water, provides a coat that is impenetrable. Yeah, it doesn't record. It film. It, when, when we say films, it doesn't... Uh, it provides a film over the water. It puts a coating on the water when you're... Uh, that works amazingly it's, it, well. It is, that is... It's like a force science, field. The science of that is incredible. Yeah, it's a force field. It I've does often, trap the poop vapors. After seeing that, because that's been around for a while... That's been yep. that's one that's been around for a bit. Um, I often wonder then about that application to. Have you seen the underwear that's supposed to be able to capture all the stink? Yes. See now, if you as a guy that doesn't fart, I much, don't worry about you. That. Don't worry about it. Me as a chronic flatulator. Yeah. Uh, this is something I've considered, and I've wondered yeah. with the with the um, success of the poopery. Yeah. I've wondered if this is something that I shouldn't. Um, well, I don't know. Do you feel like you're stink bombing people in your meetings? No, every day. Well, I mean, listen, I'm very. Cautious. I mean, you, you work. Here, you very, work here now. I haven't. I haven't felt the need to flee the office. Well, I've, because I, I'm very careful. I, I know. I, I know where I'm at, and I know yeah. my audience. And now well, you're married wind, to a windy woman. Days, windy days are a mind like <laughs> mine's best friend. Do you embrace your flatulence? Are you yeah. a? Uh, do you intentionally crop dust? And snicker on your way past. Do you Dutch oven no. her for a good time? No, because there is there is, again, because I'm farting so much. Yeah, and so often it's not a game. Are these audible typically? Almost always. Okay. Yeah. Um, leg raiser. I'm a leg raiser. Got to get a little bit of freedom down there because otherwise okay. it's just it's uncomfortable. It feels like you're. Is it falsetto or baritone? Baritone. Oh yeah, I get a little bit of bass in there too, man. Okay. Yeah. All right. And um. But so my wife and I, when we very first met, the very first night we ever spent together, I farted in bed. That's risky. And she was like, oh, my God, I can't believe you just did that. And I was like, this is what I, listen, I fart. And if you want to be around me, I, you just need to be used to it. 
And that was 20-some years ago. I don't remember. My wife would know this answer, I think. My wife and I have been together since uh, 96. So that means, what, almost 24 years. Married, we'll be married 16 years this fall. Dated eight. So that's 24 years. I don't think I farted in front of her for 20 years, probably. 15, 20 years. Meaning, like, she never heard me fart. Yeah, I feel like it that's just it just didn't happen. I feel like that's setting an unrealistic expectation. Well, I still don't fart around her because I just don't fart that much. Yeah. Helps you out a lot that that's now a, she has heard me. Like, you know, when you get up in the morning and take that first pee and sometimes a little fart, you know, comes some, out. Sometimes stumbles a little out. fart comes out. Dude, Mark, just to give you an idea what to give you an idea what my life is like. Yeah. The number of times that my three year old daughter has said, Daddy, I heard you farting in the bathroom this morning. Yeah. Yeah. So my no, wife, you were, you were two. My rooms, wife occasionally you were two hears rooms those away and on a different floor, and you could hear as I was peeing. The <laughs> oh man! <laughs> oh man! We have so many similarities, Ross, but also so many differences. This is one that's very different. Oh no man! Doubt. My lucky, wife is a bl- my li- my wife is a blessed one. Yeah. She doesn't have to tolerate that type of stuff. Uh, th- this is one of the bad things. Is one of my favorite beers is from Toppling Goliath, and it's called Morning Latte. And uh, I don't know what is exactly in this beer, but it's delicious beer. But, dude, I turn into a Tommy gun <laughs> at night. It is bad news. I've even gotten to the point of, like, if I have a morning latte in the evening, I will either start my night in the living room and let Aaron <laughs> yeah. fall asleep and then get into a deep slumber before I'll sneak into bed, or I'll just sleep in a different, you know, I'll let her know, like, hey, I think I'm going to, I'm going to bed early tonight, but I'm going to be really gassy tonight. And she's always very appreciative of that, like, oh, cool, thank you. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, dude, we've had, we've had so many dozen nights where in the middle of the night my wife has woke up and been like, you stink. <laughs> you smell. <laughs> what? What? Oh, you are awful. I'm leaving. <laughs> uh, now, to be fair, because this is a program based on fairness, of course, uh, does your wife return the favor, or is she a typical girl? No, I would say that my wife is a lot more like what your wife experiences with you. Okay. Being with Aaron now for 20-some years, I've heard Aaron fart a handful of times. I know she farts, you know. Just Again, like I, yeah. she's a human being. She's a human being. I know it happens, yep. but no, she's very cautious about making sure I don't hear it, nobody hears it. A lot more like other people are able to yep. do. Again, it's it, this is... That's not a game I'm able to play. Now, my son can almost fart on command. He's way different wow. than me. When I tickle him, especially when I tickle him, I'll grab him and wrestle him to the ground and tickle, and he'll be dying laughing, and he'll be like, Dad, I'm going to use my weapon on you. Like, he warns me. Then he's about to start farting, so I know to clear out because he's going to let him rip. That's so. a fantastic tool to have. Yeah, so He's he going to be a hell of a wrestler. So he can fart on command, basically. Can you imagine if you if you could do that, like how good of a wrestler you're going to be in high school? And I'm wondering, like, how do you do that? But I can kind of burp on command, so it's probably not all that different, right? You're just controlling certain things in your Man, body. And I, I, again, uh, as a guy that considers himself a world-class farter that has about as much knowledge as a 41-year-old man can have on the subject, yeah. I didn't know that that was something that could be done. Well, maybe it's because I'm tickling him too. It's a build up. Something else is be, happening. Right, right. I like that. I'm going to use my weapon. I'm going to use my weapon Love on it. Um, so I was going to ask you. So I was having a conversation with probably some of the guys that worked here the other day. This is a subject that men and women 
tend to differ on a little bit. So here's my question to you, and you can answer for Aaron should you choose to, but definitely answer for yourself. How long should the average lovemaking session last? Oh, that's a tough one. Because here's the thing that's never been true, and it's an old joke that I liked. It's like the the, the R&B songs about how we're going to make love all night long, right? All night long, we're going to make love. And then the female comedian comes on and says, oh, hell no. That's called a yeast infection. Uh. So nobody <laughs> wants it to last and last and last, right? I think that's a societal thing that isn't true. So the question becomes, what's the right amount of time? Man, why do you always do this, Mark? Why do you always... You think a lot of people want to go all night long? I did. Now, hold on. Let me... No, I don't think a lot of people want to go all night long. Let's have I, our first fight. But I do think that let's, there are... Let's go. Let's do this. I'm ready. I, I not, only, not only do I think there are people that want to go all night long every time that they that they get it what on. What do you mean by all night long, though? I mean, I'm Take talking like one step four, farther. four or five hours. Be very specific about this. Yes, until yes. they blow once. No. We're talking about it. They want to blow multiple times no. over a long period of time. Multiple times over a long period of time. And you're talking about the guy. or And the girl. What are you talking well, the girl about? can reload very quickly. The guy, the guy can lot, too. A lot longer for a guy. A lot longer. Okay, so again, Mark... You, your, your world ends at your fingertips, man. You got to realize <laughs> that everybody else has a whole different reality. I think that this is. I'm, more, I'm a person that would say it depends on the mood. It depends on a lot of the circumstances. I'm absolutely a person that wants to do the four hour, five hour session. Yeah, absolutely. Well, wants to or does? Wants to and does. I mean, if... if, if four hours, Ross? If it can, absolutely. When was the last time you made love for four hours? It's probably been a few years, but... It's a young man's game. Uh, listen, uh, I... <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm, I'm just, doing... Oh, just, just go there. I'm doing okay for 41, I just guess. Just go there. Because, no, that's not... Uh, Mark, not everybody is that way. It doesn't take a long time to... Get ready again. It's it's the same. It's not like let's go take a break and watch an episode of Brooklyn Nine Nine. No, you stay there and you're in. You the, will in the admit moment though that girls and guys are built differently. A girl can have ten orgasms in sixty seconds. We cannot. I I didn't know that, that. I've never been around a girl that could have ten orgasms in sixty seconds. That's awesome. Wish that could happen. Uh, <laughs> no, but I but I do and I, I do like. I do think that there are people that are all over this spectrum. I've known a lot of girls. I remember a conversation before I was ever sexually active with girls around, you know, that I was friends with and kind of having this conversation when we were teenagers or early 20s. Yep. And girls kind of saying that same thing. Like, man, that's an old lie. Got, girl, no girl wants to have... And then other girls would go, well, wait a minute. Sometimes... So I think it's not fair to put a blanket statement on it for the most part. Like when you, your question was, what's the average 15 minutes? So I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, maybe, maybe even less. I mean, if, if so it, I've asked around, it depends on what, what's the, when does the clock start? Does the clock start when we're naked? Does the clock start? The clock, when we start the clock starts from uh, first penetration from first penetration. Exactly. That's what we're talking now, about. Here. Is it is that uh, this is going to get real graphic? Is this like sexual intercourse penetration, or are you talking about that? Would be correct. Okay, because uh, you can you can warm up the oven for hours. Right, and that's not really counting against what we're talking about. We're talking I, about the okay, actual act from from the time. By uh, the way, I'm going to tell you. Uh, I'm going to read you a Business Insider article on, after you, this. Before you say this, before you do it, I want to throw my guess out there because if you're talking okay. about from the moment from that moment, you're down to under ten minutes. I'm thinking something like seven. 
Okay, so according to this, a study timed 500 couples to determine what was normal, but they found that the average time ranged from 33 seconds to 44 minutes. The median time sex lasted for the couple studied came out to 5.4 minutes. Now, I've asked people this question before, and typically I would say the common response is anything longer than 15 minutes is too long. If you are for the, we're talking about actual. I think, I think that's. I, I get. I get what you're. I get what you're talking. That's about. That's what we're though. talking about, Russ. I think if you are talking about a normal day with my wife, trying to, you know, we're. Yeah. It's a. It's a Tuesday morning or a Thursday afternoon or something like that. Yeah, that seems about right. That's where I'm getting that seven minutes. Yeah. Fifteen minutes is probably yeah. like that's you don't. We're adults. You don't have twenty minutes set aside in the middle yeah. of the day to do something. I'm going to tell you one thing. Here's a belief. But I don't, but, but that's a different thing than what are you, than what do you want? What do you, what can you do? You know what I mean? Those are different. Th those all change. Here's a, here's a belief. My wife's going to yell at me later, but that's okay. It's, she's not going anywhere. Uh, hold on. I got to plug my cord in. And by the way, I would real quickly say, I've been on every side of that 30 seconds to, uh, 30 seconds to 45 minutes. So this is uh, could be perceived as a knock on me, but so be it. Um, here's a downside to long sex. For some women, again, you get mad when I say all. All women, Ross, yeah, yeah, feel yeah. this way. Stop, stop painting with your big broad brush there, Mark. Okay, so if a guy is uh, pumping away, drilling for oil, and that Derek's just going in and out, in and out, in and out for a long period of time, and it's just not happening, and we're approaching five minutes, eight minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, eventually the girl is going to think, I am not doing it for him. And it becomes about that, about I can't get you off, really. So why would a woman want it to last a long, long time, unless she's liking it the entire time? Obviously, that's a different story, and that's her perspective. But I think there's an element to that. Yeah, no doubt, man. This is the discretion thing. It's why every every individual situation is going to be different. I think you could even take the same man and woman, and you're going to get the different answers here. It all depends on, yeah, what's on your mind? What noises did my partner make? What what seems to be pleasing? <gasps> yeah. And Mark, when you're talking, when we talk about multiple hours or something like that, like, you know, and you go, oh, it's only something you can do when you're a kid. Well, obviously, you, as you would put it, the oil derrick's not bobbing up and down that entire four hours. Yeah. Right? It's not, you're not just sitting there jackhammering the concrete trying to get through the, the patio. Okay. <laughs> you're, there's, there's other things happening in it's that. It's about to give. I can it's, feel it. No, right. <laughs> oh, man. Here's another one, Ross. And I believe this, I guess. What are your thoughts on, I'm just, I'm assuming this is not your wife. That's why I'm asking you this question. People that claim to have sex every day. Yeah. I know, I know a few of those too. They claim to have sex every day. Well, first of all, I'm not sure why somebody would lie about it. I don't, I mean, if somebody says they're having sex every day, good for them. That's awesome that you found a partner that does is, that. Is willing. Is willing and able. Yeah. And that you are still that attracted to every day. I mean, we've talked about our relationships on here before, but like, it's it's difficult enough to be attracted to be around the same person all the time to be sexually attracted to the same person every single day yeah. is tough and then maybe that goes back to another conversation we've had off the air about what is sex what does it mean uh, you know some people are able to just do this bodily action hey, listen we're not kissing <laughs> 
We're not yeah. doing we're not doing something intimate like kissing. We're just having sex. And how how weird of a concept that is to me that somebody could could do that. But there are people that can do that. Yeah. If you're a person that can do that, and you have found a person that you're also oftentimes sexually attracted to, I can I I believe it. I believe that it happens. I think that those two people are lucky that they found each other. And I would imagine that there would be an, an, a weird pressure in a relationship like that, Mark. Like, you would almost wonder every day, man, am I, is this enough? Yeah. Like, is this, because I just, I feel like I, every day we're doing this and every day there's a desire for it more. So when I'm not with this person, are they still seeking this out? Are they? Could be. I don't know. I, Could I, be. Again, I hope I... Hope that's one of those things. Uh, mo money, mo problems, right? Is hope, this hope I get to find out about that someday? <laughs> is this an odd statement, or do you find a lot of truth in this statement? Who's that girl? She's that looks like a Kardashian girl. But she's gorgeous, is it? I turn around, the com- TV is completely black. blank. Yeah. Um, can't help you on that. Didn't see her. Beautiful. Um, the statement is this. I'm not speaking to you, Ross. So just the statement is. I put my penis inside you more, more than what? I more what? than I kiss you. Me personally, because you we don't. Does that does, that does that describe an average marriage to you? I'd, I'd really like to really try to have you kiss me. <laughs> does that um, describe an average marriage? No. I'm gonna I, I'm gonna say no. That in a lot of ways, that's true in my marriage, and it's not it has nothing to do with that. I don't love my wife, or she doesn't love me. I think certain couples, especially after 24 years. Just some things kind of go by the wayside. Kissing is one of them? Yeah. Maybe you get a peck once in a while when you that leave, can, the, leave that, the house. That, or that counts. I mean, like, I, I kiss my wife often. I've certainly, we, I kiss my wife every day, kiss her goodbye, kiss Definitely her. Definitely not in that club, Ross. As we're walking past each other in the kitchen or something. I mean, I don't, I try not Kate, to. Kate, I, I still love you for the record. I got to Yeah, I, I think that that's, that's obvious just, that you, yeah. and she loves you too. I don't, I don't, and again, that's. Another conversation. Just because people act differently, it doesn't mean that their feelings are are different. Yeah. You know, Aaron and I, uh, Aaron and I kiss in the house a lot. We've been a hell of a lot closer to divorce than you and Katie have, right? <laughs> More times, I can promise you that. So it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. But yeah, I I still kiss my wife, and I it, my answer to that again, my knee jerk reaction to that was charter esque because when you said people have sex. More than they kiss, I go. No, they don't. Nobody does. That. Nobody. Nobody does that because I kiss Maybe my I'm wife. Maybe I'm the only one. I kiss my wife four or five times a day. Kiss wow. Her. I kiss her in the morning. I kiss her when I leave the house. No, wait. Are, are the pecs on the cheek? Pecs or yeah, they, like more of the passionate nature? They certainly vary. More, much more of the peck nature, as far as you know. Yeah. Numerous, but yeah, you still get those big, deep, soft, wet kisses that. You know, once or twice a week, you get those like, oh, yeah, that was a good kiss. Yeah. But I don't. Uh, yeah. does, she, does she ever make your wiener tingle? <laughs> this is a true story. If my wife, if my wife, if my wife chooses to kiss me properly, properly, like, you know, we're not talking a peck anymore. I can literally feel the tingle down in my wiener. Like my brain is so in sync with her that my that my wiener my wiener tingles a little bit when it happens. Have you ever had the wiener tingle? I am going to be a lot more hypersensitive 
to the Wiener Wiener Tingle. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be aware of it now. Okay, yeah. this is gonna be one of those uh, frequency bias things that you we talked about a few weeks yeah. ago. Now that you've mentioned it to me, because when you say Wiener Tingle, the only thing that I can come up with is when you are. Do you ever scratch your belly button and you push your finger too oh, hard into your belly button and 100%, all of a sudden your yeah. balls do this? Weird. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't feel good. No, when you do that. It's no, an odd it's, feeling. It's a weird tingle. Yeah. Down deep in my balls. Yeah. I can feel it in my plums. <laughs> I can feel it in my, my I can feel it all the way down in my plums. 100% right. Right there. So I, I, I'm describing it, Ross, exactly how it occurs. It's, okay, a, so it's, it, a, it's a tingle. It's like... It's just... It's a tingle. And I'll even I tell her when get, she does it. I'm like, you just made my wiener tingle. You know, we were joking a couple weeks ago about how it doesn't take a lot for me. By, by, by the way, I feel like I'm late doing this. Uh, the kids shouldn't be listening to the, <laughs> this episode. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to put that out on Twitter before we actually launch. So now live. that we've got the kids <laughs> off, we can really take this. We can really oh, call this man. now. <laughs> I feel safe now <laughs> moving forward. Uh, I'll put the explicit on it. It'll that's be it'll it'll be fine. Mark. That's after, that's up to parents after that. So, so what you're saying is no, no. There's been no no tingle so in your we, dingle. We joked a couple weeks ago about. Uh, I remember KK was here, so it must have been, must have been several months ago now. But it was uh, how man, I I I still have that kind of teenage boy thing about me where Aaron can give me a look, and it's like, oh yeah, oh now let's go. I'm ready to go here. Yeah. And I even joked with you guys about like, no, seriously, man, Erin can like show me her ankle. And I'm like, oh, I saw skin. Yeah, let's do this thing. Yeah. Um, so like when you talk about the tingle, okay, uh, if you if we're laying in bed, you wake up in the morning, you kind of stretch in and, you know, the feet rub. Oh, man. <laughs> that little thing. that It's that little, it, that is what it is. Are That's, you thinking like, was that intentional? Oh, and, I, and Aaron knows she knows how the game is played so well. She knows what every move I'm going to make. And yeah. after 20 some years, um, my wife tells me that, so I'll, she will that I'll breathe, I'll breathe a certain way when we're not doing something like all, uh, and I'm not aware I'm doing this. If she's right, that I'll like sigh. I'll do like, or something along those lines. And she's like, do you want to do it? I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, I, I know you. You give that sound that you give, and I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. So but when you, you talk about but like you, but you in, do, in and tune, you know exactly what she's talking in about. In tune, yeah. that's what that's what that means. Exactly right? right, and that's and that and why and Aaron knows that, and so yeah, you, and so you get the little tingle, and you're like, oh hey yeah, and you kind of reach and you touch your hip, and normally, especially like years into this relationship, and the, over these last couple of years, it's an it's an instantaneous thing. It's like Aaron knows that I am starting the launch sequence and, huh. and she's going to go, nope, nope. Uh, uh, Cold shower time. Yeah, flowers, uh, the floor's too low for the ceiling. Ceiling's too low for the sky. You can't take off today. Yep. So just cool the jets, man. Yep. Like, and that is and that is the, the the joke we've always had is, like, if I'm, if I'm you know, you're trying your moves, you're kind of kissing the neck and you're rubbing her and you're like, oh, man, I think I'm going to, the line that we have come to agree upon is, uh, is the store open? <laughs> yeah. Is this if, because if the store is open for business, I'm coming shopping and I'll, and I'll, and I'm, I'm going to look around and buy some stuff, but she'll look at you and be, Oh, it's wide. Open. It, yeah. And sometimes it's in, and, and sometimes, yeah, that as soon as she hears that yeah. change of breath or whatever it is, she'll just go, just say, so you no, know, the store is closed. 
And then it goes like, <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, right. <laughs> well, of course, yeah, it puts a wet blanket on But then at least it sets that expectation of, okay, I'm just going to come over and hug you and kiss your neck and give you a little, you know, some cuddles for a few minutes. And then we're going to start our day yeah. rather than yeah. five, four, <laughs> three. <laughs> it's about to happen. <laughs> um, I don't know if you ever have anything like this. This is, this is a really tough one to explain. It's almost like a dream state. Like my wife and I'll be laying in bed. It might be the morning. Maybe it's early morning. I've woken up and, or, or, you know, like right when you first start going to sleep, you like get some weird dreams going on and stuff. But I've got this reoccurring thing where she's, she's laying next to me. I'm there. And I'm thinking to myself, I I could reach over and touch her. I could try to do something, but my brain stops me. But beyond that, it's weird. I have moments. And again, I've been with her 24 years. And I'll have moments in my brain where I view her as not as my wife, but as she used she used to be. So I'm laying in bed. I'm like, well, no, I can't. I can't reach out and do that because because that's Katie Milliman, who is my wife now. You know, like I view her as the girl that I asked out, not as the girl that I'm married to. Some 16 years later, John. my brain does this weird separation thing sometimes. And then I snap out of them like, well, oh, dude, you are married to her. I mean, if you want to go for it, go for it. But it's this weird that, limiting thing that happens sometimes when I'm in a certain state of mind. That's something I, I can't, I, I can't relate to. And I can't even weigh in on Mark because I met Aaron. I, I mean, to say as a sex figure is weird, but. I was sexually attracted to her the moment I laid eyes on her. That there was pink-haired no, little minx. Yeah, I've right, right. We didn't know. I didn't know her in high school. She didn't know me. Yeah. And, and by the way, once we got to know each other, we did find out right away. Had we known each other in high school, we'd have hated each other. Okay, we would have not been friends at all. Yep. Because I was a real goody two shoes mm-hmm. in high school, and I liked bragging to people about what a goody two shoes I was. <laughs> and Aaron was not that. <laughs> Look how far you've fallen. Yeah, Aaron was actually Aaron was actually the exact opposite. She was kind of the kid that uh, wanted people. She was actually a pretty good kid. She just wanted people to think she was trouble. I was the kid that was trouble. I was the Eddie Haskell. You know what I mean? I was the kid that was always had the keg in the trunk of the car, but would show up and go, uh, boy, hi, Mrs. Childs. It's so yeah, good to see you All the parents today. said that Ross yeah, Peterson is a good they kid. They did. And, I, and man, the, oh boy, the, I'm having flashbacks now, Mark. Like, have you ever had your mom or dad look you in the eye and say, I'm disappointed in you? Yeah. Yeah. And that hurts. And I can remember yeah. that moment in time. I mean, I was I, being a dick when that happened. I, and but, I was yeah. being a, I was being a dummy when yeah. I did it. And, yeah. and, I remember that moment. I also remember the moment with a, I can think of two specifically right now, two different friends whose moms realized that I wasn't the person that they'd always thought I was and and said to me, oh, Ross, I'm so disappointed. I just, I thought, (laughs) I thought you were the one. I thought you were the one in this group that was smart smart enough to know Did they catch you in the act of doing something or did they heard, they heard a story? Uh, both, uh, got caught in the act by one of our friends. We were living together and smoking pot and all of a sudden there was a knock on the door and his mom was there Mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah, we, you know, played dumb, thought we got, thought we had covered the evidence, got rid of her and we're like, woo, yeah, we got away with it. And like 10 minutes later she called and. She's and I remember answering the phone at the apartment, and she was like, "Ross, I'm uh, Ross. I know the smell of reefer. I'm so. Oh yeah, of course. And now you look back on, you're like, God, how stupid were we? We were just dumb kids. Yeah. 
But yeah, that moment of like, I just, I thought this is why I was so happy my son was living with you because I was convinced this stuff wouldn't happen. Yeah. And now to know that you're actually the one, like, I, I led <sighs> my, Ross. I led my lamb to slaughter type Heart of thing. Heartbroken yeah. Ross. Yeah. And then the other one was a story. The other one was just that uh, my buddies and I had been, we were getting into some trouble and causing some problems and uh, it got back to my one buddy's mom uh, through a uh, the Urbandale Police Department that we were doing some things we shouldn't have been doing, and that was the same deal. That was a phone call of like, "Hey, I'm I'm hearing some things that you guys are involved in that I I don't like, and I've talked to my son, and I'm talking to you, and I'm going to talk to your other roommate, and you guys need to stop this stuff." And yeah, I'm very disappointed, and that those hurt. I try to tell my son that's those are like the life lessons I try to convey to Eli, man, as he's ten. Like, disappointing people will be your biggest regret. Letting people down. And what, and sometimes it's not your fault that people put you on a pedestal or it's, it's not your fault that people think something of you they shouldn't have thought. Yeah. But just know that letting, disappointing somebody will be, it, it is at least for me, man. Those are the things that hurt the most when I go, ah, I didn't live up to what that person thought I could be. And damn it. And then because you never get that back. It's the paper and the trust thing, right? You crumble the piece of paper, you never get it. You can flatten it out all you want. You never get it back to where it's supposed to be. I haven't had as uh, nearly as many of those moments as like we thought you were somebody that you're not for you. type type of a thing. <laughs> but I can tell like that those moments do suck, right? So for me, it'd be more of moments like you and I um, – I think you're a guy that this is pretty universal, but I think you're a guy that that wants people to really like him. Yeah, I think you like people liking you, yep, etc. I care less about that. Again, still a human being, so that's part of being human, right? But the I've had some experiences in my life where you have people that are in your life and then they're, they're out of your life, right? Like you got some friends that are kind of around forever, and then you got some people that are friends for a period of time. And then things just change, you know, the relationship changes, certain things come to light that you're like, okay, that's, that's how that person's wired. I, I wasn't aware that they were wired that way. And, and in that case, I have the ability to go cold turkey pretty fast. And it's, I think you know me well enough to know that I keep the group intentionally smaller. And when you're in, you're in Yeah. and you're in, you're on the inside now. So you're one of those people, you call me and say, I need it. It's going to get done. Yeah. But when you're out, you're out. You know, and maybe that's vindictive of me, but I just don't have time for people that I don't feel like I can trust or aren't being real with me. Yeah, I, maybe vindictive is the right word for that, Mark. Um, and that's not something, man, I'm a, I'm a lot more forgiving. I'm a, I am a lot more, be, and again, man, I think it's, it goes back to that I've made mistakes and I've let people down, and I really do try very hard to, to do that golden rule thing. Um, not treat people the way they treat me. Treat people the way I want to be treated yeah. at all times. And, and not on an individual basis, but on a big level. How do I want everybody to, to treat me, and then I'm going to try to treat everybody that way. And I just, uh, that's, that's why I think I'm a forgiver and a forgetter. You know, you burn me, and you can burn me twice. Hell, you could probably burn me a thousand <laughs> times. But the fact is, if I love you and if I like being around you, then what would I want the, somebody that liked me and liked being around me to do? I'd want them to give me another chance and a fourth chance and a 17th chance. And <laughs> would you really, though? I would, Mark. I would. 
To I me, w- that's just crazy. I know, and I think to a lot of people it is. Not a second chance. I'm not talking about that. No, no. I think most people, if, they're, if they feel bad about whatever they did, deserve a second chance. Yeah. You know, the people that are like, no, we should burn them at the stake because of whatever. We see it on social media all the time, right? We should cancel this person because they had an opinion. Mm. No, that's wrong. But you're talking about your 17th chance. Mark, it should, I never mean, happened in my life because you won't be around uh, for that I, chance. I, I guarantee you. Most people wouldn't be. Yeah. Um, you know, but that's just, I, 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 I try to, in all the situations, kind of just take a step back, put myself in other people's positions. The thing that helped me the most with that in my life was doing debate in high school. Yeah. You know, that, that first day of sitting down in forensic class with Mr. Miller, and it's like, you have to understand your opponent's argument. You have to. You have to, un- you've, must be able to remove your emotion and your thoughts from your brain for a moment yeah. and say, okay, now I think this. How do I think this? Why do I think this? Removing the emotion is the key part. And then, and, and then you will understand why people... It's so much easier to win conversations, interactions, debates. This goes back to that Orrin Claff stuff. When we were very first starting this podcast, I was telling you, read Orrin Claff, man. This dude is freaking nails it. I mean, hits it out of the park about... Yeah interactions, our conversations, our debates, our negotiations. It's all happening all yeah. the time. And if you can recognize that and you can see your opponent's point of view or the person you're talking to's point of view, you can manipulate it and or work through that conversation. This is so why you'll easier. be good at real estate, by the way, because you're talking about relationships. You're talking about negotiations. Yeah. You're talking about people that will come to you emotionally and being able to dissect what it is that they're actually wanting to do um, and take emotion out of it. It's one of my biggest pet peeves in real estate is when other agents, not even my own clients I'm not talking about, but other agents come to a part of the deal from an emotional place. Mm. And you got to remember, this is a, this is a business deal. This is what we're doing. This is, we're talking dollars and cents. We're talking black and white. We're talking contracts. There's no reason to be emotional about any of that stuff. Is that my wife? I think my wife's here. Yeah, She's, wife she must have known I was talking about her. She did just pull up. Yeah. Hey, Johnny, will you run out and talk to my wife real quick? Tell her I'm recording. Johnny Burns is, is here. Um, tell her I said hi. So anyway. Tell her I said sup. Sup. <laughs> so, so anyway. Um, yeah, so I no, I do I do think that skill will come in handy for you. But my, my question from what you just said, the seventeenth chance thing, do you have anybody that you've written off? I mean, you're willing to give people that many chances. I would think there's no one that's been written off out of your life. But for me, I'm you like know, it gets to the purpose yes. where they're the point where they're not serving it, it, you anymore yes. at all. Okay, so Mark, I, there's an important qualifier on all that that I that I'm glad you said that because absolutely there are. I've got to love you. And, I, and for the most part, when I get to know people, I do love them. I mean, I love my friends. I love them dearly. I, and I, and I've, I don't have very many friends that I have lost in my life, guys that I would say, man, this guy was really in my inner circle, and now there's no way I would tell them this information or something like that. I don't have a lot of that. Yeah. But what does happen if um, coworkers, you hear they say something bad about you, if you hear you, you – witness them doing something that you just think is immoral or nasty or stupid. Those are people I have no problem. If I, if I don't love you, I have no problem with this guy, whatever. We talk a lot about Marty Terrell. Yeah. I, I, that's a, just a disgusting human being in my mind. I knew Marty. 
I think for a very short period of time, I kind of liked Marty, maybe even considered him like an acquaintance slash friend. But that's a guy I have no problem writing off in my life. Yeah. Bad news, Charlie Brown. Yeah. You know? hey, plug that other mic in while you're talking, too. Okay. My wife is here, so she's just having a stumble, and she gets that's to come like, on the show for a second. How ironic that she showed up while we were t- having that conversation. I know. We were, we, we've been... You, know, you, know we were talking about you? you need to come over and join the show for a second, because you can answer a couple questions that we were talking about. Um, oh, and Mar- Marty's a crook. I mean, literally. Liter- literally yeah, a crook. We're waiting for the guy to get sentenced any, any, uh, any day now, right? Uh, allegedly, yeah, yeah. COVID is um, keeping him out of prison, I guess. So, um, my wife's going to join us here momentarily. Ross, Ross, the tech man is hooking her up. Yeah, here, good. hold on, I got to raise your volume. We're good. All, All right, right, talking, talking to the mic. Hi. Hi. A little closer. I'm getting there. It's How are gonna, you? It's not going to bite. <laughs> I'm good. We talked a lot about you today. We did. And then you ironically yep. show up, so I figured it, you might as well just... I've I've had to promise, Katie, that I'm not, I will not take any judgments away <laughs> from this podcast about her, that I will wait until we actually are... Okay, so I'm going to... become uh, So I'll tell you a couple of things yeah. we were talking about, and you can weigh in your own version of this, okay? Mm-hmm. You're going to we don't defend yourself this here. Is, no, this I'm kidding. Is <laughs> always, so, I'm so, kidding. So, so, always first, fun, right? so first of all, this is, answer this any way you want. From the time it has started to the time it is done, how long is too long for sexual intercourse? Oh, no. We're not going there. No, we already went there. It's already recorded. So you just time so, it. But here, how long we is have, too long? We have too to be long. careful here because the, the, you got ears here that will understand this stuff. So starting is like from a moment of actual, it's not foreplay. It's not, I never, but I never timed stuff. No, no, well, no, 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 not does, timing. But, We're just saying like in your mind, what do you think of as general and, and, and don't put any specifics on it. Just like a general thing of like, okay, we're going to have, in fact, open it up. It's a, it's a blank canvas. It's Mark fif- and I 15 to 20 minutes. There you go. Wait, are you saying that is the average or that's your desired average? That's the average for most people. I think. Well, the, the average, according to an article I read, was 5.4 minutes. Here's the thing. Here's the question. Here's where, what, what got us to this. Mark is wondering if there are people that actually enjoy marathon sessions. No. Four hours. There you go. That's her take. Oh. No. You think some people do? I know some people do. I know that some people do. Do they have children? <laughs> well, yes. But that's, again, this is where it gets into that discretion thing. So when we're 20, it's very different. And that's another that part of it. Okay, but Ross is when saying he's children. still basically 20. No, I'm saying if I if the opportunity were there and I didn't have kids and Aaron and I were able to actually do that, sign me up today for that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But life doesn't allow that. Like you're sneaking in these tiny Qu- these 10, quickies. 15 minute sessions with each other where you are like, you know, all right, hey, dude, time's ticking, and you're gonna have somebody knocking on the door in a few minutes. Yeah. Let's go, right? Yeah. All so right. I think that's, but that, the, so those are different questions. Wh- what do you desire? Yes. Requires I requires. I a f- don't want four hours. She, yeah, she, most she, people. She, don't. she doesn't even want thirty minutes. I mean, let's just be honest. <laughs> yeah. You know, let's. I got stuff. I gotta get done. Let's let's do <laughs> let's do kids, let's do what we're here to do. I'm an adult. Only asleep for so I so I made it. I made another statement that you can say I was right or wrong on. Okay, and then I also gave you I gave you praise about something too. Okay, so I'm gonna follow oh, this up. Jeez. I made a statement. I love it when we talk about. I made a statement that in our relationship, my, you know what, 
sneaks its way in. Well, we got kids in the room. My you know what sneaks its way inside of you. What? More often, more often than we kiss. Probably true right now. There you go. There you go. And then I also said that when you actually do take the time to kiss kiss me properly, I said you give me the tingles down in the dingles. (laughs) This went. This went off the rails. Didn't That's it? what I said. <laughs> you give me That's what I said. Okay. So you get props for that, but I'm not wrong. I think we do. I think we do oh, the God. deed more than we just kiss. Ross says him and Aaron kiss four or five times a day. But how Pecks many the- times do you slap me somewhere? Like, <laughs> well, that sounds bad. Jeez. Like if you're just, okay, so I think no, no, no. I think we've we just like hit it here. Yes. Slaps my butt or slap like touch, so like, like so so Katie like. Something. Uh, breakfast time. You guys are around. You're, you're in the kitchen. Mark's coming to wash a dish off or something. He'll kind of reach back and he'll slap your butt at that point. Yeah. I'll give you the that, old coach tap. That's where Aaron and I, instead of the coach slap, which she knows is coming, and so she maybe even kind of stick the butt out, like, all right, here comes, bam. It, that's the exact same thing, except for Aaron and I will kiss in that moment. Like you're coming through, it's like, oh, hey, excuse me, and she's like, oh, lean over your shoulder, uh, peck on the. Peck on the lips, right? I mean, yeah. it's so aller- I would say it's. I mean, it's allergy season right now, so I'm just always. <laughs> My wife is an allergic. Individual. I would say that those are comparable things, though, right? Yeah. That it's still that that instantaneous sign of affection. Not only do I acknowledge that you're here and I'm close to you, but I love you and I want you to know that I love you very much. I want you to have a good game. Yeah, and I bam, good game to you, or a quick peck on the cheek, or. Yeah. Yeah, because I think all of those things are kind of synonymous with one another when you're in that in that moment. So I don't disagree with that. Okay, anything else you'd like to say about me? No, we just picked up our kids. This now. is there your chance. One, there was you've got a microphone. Thing. There was one other thing that you said earlier that I want to make sure because I think a lot of guys are listening that have your brain. They're like, "Oh, that Mark's full of crap, man," because that yeah. that isn't me. Yep. So it can't be anybody. Okay. Mark says that you did not hear him fart for the first, what'd you say, maybe 20 years you guys were Probably, together? I don't, I don't remember he now. He still but doesn't. He's like the opposite. I grew up with two brothers. And you heard him they fart. They fart all the time. I fart constantly, Katie. I mean, I've farted six. I've farted six times since you've been standing yeah, here. Yeah, it's just like silent but deadlies <laughs> from my brother John in the car. It was the worst ever. And Mark just does not have gas. Did I you, don't know what's wrong with him. Older brothers for you? Yeah. So Mark is really lucky also in that Eric is 10 years older than him. So he doesn't have that. Yeah. He doesn't have that. Uh, no, I just don't think he's. I don't remember him. my brother <laughs> farting on me is what I you're trying to say. I can remember my brother farting on me. Oh. And I remember like, have you ever had somebody fart on you? Yes. You can feel their butt. The vibrations. Vibrate. You can feel their Dude, butt. Like I didn't have that. My sister's four years older than me. Didn't bully me. You know, her brothers were older than her. She tells me stories. They used to pin her down to the ground and then, like, let that big string of spit come out of your mouth yeah, and then yeah. suck it back up. All the way up. down oh, yeah, yeah. until it touched you and then tried so hard to <laughs> suck it back up. Just torture them. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. Yep. I went through all of that, dude. I got typewriter. Typewriter. Which one? Oh, the okay. chest. Oh. So brother, ding, yeah, that one. My brother would sit on my chest in yeah. what is now known as, like, the full mount, right? Okay. He'd sit on my chest and he'd thump me you yep. know, on the forehead. Yep. Thumped me on the chest or on the forehead. And then he'd, you know, you had to return when you got to the end of the line. So he'd smack me in the temple and then he'd keep thumping away. We'll do that one to Seton tonight. But see, I think that's why I'm a Tom. I was telling about all that stuff done to me. I was saying how our son can fart on command, though. Seton will say, I'm going to use my weapon on you. (laughs) I wish so much I could do that. He can just do whatever he wants to do. for me, Katie, because in my mind, when I said this earlier in the podcast, I'm like, Katie's going to listen to this and she's going to wonder who I was talking about. Is this chick a Kardashian? Nope. She's gorgeous. She's on soap opera. 
Does she, am I wrong that she kind of looks like a Kardashian? She's got a Kardashian look, but I would not confuse she her. She has that with Arabian. A she's dark. Armenian. Arme- <laughs> Ar- 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 Armenian. Ross Arabian. loves the dark. I ethnic do. I love. Look. Oh man, love yeah. it. Is yep. your wife blonde? My wife is extremely pale. She's as white as that cabinet over there and blonde. See, well, Ross no, no. And I, Ross, Actually, right now, Ross Aaron, and I could do an episode on this. Ross likes that. He's married to a blonde. I like yeah. extremely dark eyes. You have pretty blue eyes. Yeah. Sometimes you're with people that don't exactly match everything. The, uh, and that's okay. I hear this yeah. more often than not. I wish I had really dark That's brown. okay. Well, like, well you, <laughs> you wish I was 6'5". I, I mean, well, like I we do. have trade-offs in I this do. world. I do. Yeah, that, that's, uh, that's a weird one. Aaron right now does not have blonde hair. What is it right now? Right now, it is dark purple. Oh. And I mean, like, deep purple. Yeah. So she was going to go with green. Yeah. And I helped her do a dye. No, 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 no. She was going silver. She was going to go with, like, she's like done this gray, before. Yeah, silver, it's like this really right sexy silver thing that she does. Yeah. And she wanted me to help her do it. So we got the gloves on a couple weeks ago and we went through and we ran it all through her hair. And I thought we had done a really good job with it. And it looked good for like two days. And then it turned green. Mm. Like. Reminds me of the old Brady Bunch episode. Like neon green type of thing. Remember that? Was it Greg that wanted to change his hair to orange and then it turned green? One of the Brady Bunch kids did that dye job. Maybe it was Peter. So right now Aaron is, she went, she decided to go all in after it went green and she t- tried to do a blue, but we put way too much of the blue in. Yeah. And it's like deep. Purple. So your desired hair color is dark, darker. And you're married to a blonde. My des- That's weird. So like, yeah, if, I th- if you say, Ross, think of what's your most, what's a beautiful woman? It's, it's practically a Cuban woman, like a Puerto okay. Rican, yeah, dark, real curvy. This is the way you answer that, that question. You walk into a room, there's a blonde, there's a brunette, your eyes snap to one direction. Which way is it going? <sighs> For me, it's brunette. My wife knows this. For some reason, when you say that, though, I go, the blonde. Oh, so maybe you like blondes. Maybe you like them more than you think you do. You know what I really like, Mark? You want a Cuban woman with blonde hair. I just really like women. I think is what the problem is. We need to find you a Cuban woman with blonde hair. We were talking earlier about how it takes an ankle to turn me on. He says he likes Cuban women. He's also married. So let's not set him up with some not. There's no tender. Aaron doesn't listen to this. Yeah, unlike you, his wife doesn't actually listen to this. I've, I've told this, and everybody knows this. My one of my first crushes, like everybody, every guy our age has their Saved by the Bell favorite. Oh, and absolutely. Kelly Kapowski is like what eighty five percent of yep. our friends. Yes. Yep. Lisa Turtle for me. There's ten yeah. percent Lisa Turtle, and then there's that five percent that are like a lot of people started Jessie like Spano. an Elizabeth Berkeley yeah. after Showgirls came yeah. out. That's why I said when we were kids, though, it was only five percent. It was your buddy that was six five. Yeah. Right? And he was like, I kind of like the tall girl. Yeah. Because she's like me. I mean, I, I, I like the Lisa I, Turtle. I don't know if I had a crush on Lisa Turtle, but she was she was a looker back in the day. I don't mind where you're going with that. And then Jessica Alba. Oh, love me some Jessica She Alba. never did it for me. You know who did it for me? Um, uh, well, it came from Save or not Saved by the Bell. Who's the boss? You Alyssa know? Milano? Alyssa Milano. Yeah, but that was my very first, like... I saw that on Twitter the other day. Who is your very first celebrity crush? I had Alyssa Milano's picture in my locker at Amos Hyatt. So that would be my were first. Were you, I'm speaking to my wife, were you a, don't tell me, you can answer for yourself, but I'm guessing, did you like Scott Baio? I mean, I like Charles in Charge, but I didn't okay. really like him. Because he was dreamy, right? Like yeah, a lot of girls liked was, him? Yeah, but that was out. I mean, he was a little older when yeah. I was coming up. So who, like Charles who, in Charge was like still, it, I mean, it was on, but it wasn't. 
push that mic up so a little not, bit more. And not Jonathan Taylor Thomas. He was the kid from. No, way uh, too young. So you're too old. You're, you're, so yeah, who was who was yours? Who, who do you like? Your, no, I don't. Who was on the cover of Teen Beat when you were? <laughs> <laughs> whose whose picture did you plaster? I, know, I had to wall? look up hot Hollywood guys the other day. You had to. Yeah, remember somebody forced me to. No, we had this conversation. About how certain guys are known as super attractive to certain girls, and they're yeah. not to me. Like Orlando Bloom, not my type. I know Orlando. He's a little know, greasy I looking. Name. I know that so name. So it's like it's engaged. Not, you're married he's to like, Katy Perry right yeah. now. Is he really? Yeah. 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 So, but all these guys kept on coming up as like hottest guys of Hollywood. I'm like, none of those do it for me. And then I was like, maybe I just don't like Hollywood type. And then I googled Hollywood hottest yeah. men. I found a couple. I mean, yeah, she, so you like Robert, uh, Aaron, Aaron the, Hem, the Hemsworth boys. Hemsworth. She's a big fan oh, of them. Yeah. I, I, I'm a fan. Uh, Chris Pratt. Yeah. The Chris's. Chris Pratt. Chris yeah. Pine. I just. Oh, my who's, son's a green. Who's Chris who Pine? Who I find attractive. Chris Pine's a. Oh, I don't like Chris Pine. Who's a fam, very famous actor. I know Chris Pratt. He was the one from. Uh, who's the one that Pratt I always forget? Chris. Uh, Captain America. Which one is that? Uh, Evans. Yeah. Chris Evans. Do you like him? Yeah, he's okay, but not. So who's who's the who's it's the, the beard Seton? Oh great, who's My the son's weighing in. who's the guy though for you out of all of those Hemsworth, right? Chris Hemsworth. Oh, yeah, I'm a fan. I mean, he's Australian and he's huge and he's muscular and that's not hard to picture why you'd like him at all. Yeah. Chris Pine's a good looking dude. He's just a actor, actor though. I'm trying to think, he was in Wonder Woman, right? Chris Pine? Yeah. Man, I don't, I, I'm so bad at this. I'm so bad. My wife is really good at the celebrity game. You know what she's really good at? Like, people have weird skills. Oh, man, I would have never known that guy's name was Chris. He's she's she's really good at the baby picture game. You ever see that play, like, at parties or whatever? You'll see a picture of a celebrity as a baby. She knows who it is. She'll be able to figure out who it is. I suck. Yeah, I'm, with, I'm with you. It, it's uh, Babies all look the same to me. They're, yeah. all, they're all cute. They're, yeah. Babies are cute, but they all look the all same. All right, here's my official guess. That's a male. <laughs> am, I, am I right on that one? He appears to be a black male. Okay, so that's my final answer. It's a blackmail. That's what I'm going with. So, but it's really weird because you're really good at those fill in the blank with the letters to build like whatever the celebrity is. The Wheel of Fortune. Like, it's kind of like Wheel of Fortune, and I'm horrible at that. One thing I'm good at this is from the game, like screen it, where screen. it'll flash. It'll flash character names who they played in movies Man. on the screen. Who, name the actor. I'm, I'm good really at stuff good like at that. that. Yeah, weird stuff sticks in my brain. So. All right, we got to get okay. out of here. This is your last chance. Do you want to say anything about me at all? No, just don't judge me from what Mark says on this. I mean, all the all they're all they're thinking after this episode is that you're a good kisser. That's it. Yeah, obviously. You know, <laughs> Ross is going to go home and try to kiss his wife and find out if it actually I mean, happens. I'm, I'm just every time she kisses me, I'm just going to push my finger into my belly button. <laughs> pretend there's it does. there's the tingles again. <laughs> all right, everybody, thanks for listening. We hope you had fun. We'll see you next week. <laughs>